Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous and our Mage the Awakening Chronicle Into the West. This is episode 13, Amenable to Witchcraft. Welcome back, friends, to Occultus Anonymous, sponsored by Roll20, The Onyx Path, viewers like you, and bugs. We'll get to bugs here in a minute. Uh, thank you very much to all our friends uh, who support us with by subscribing, following, all that kind of stuff. And a special shout out to our patrons who support us monetarily directly. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you are also supporting us monetarily. Think about that. Um, if you're not using Adblock. Anyways. Uh, thank you to Adele, Al, Alan, Michael, Alexander, Angfalith, Bernie, Blood Angel, Brandon, Chris, Daniel, Doc the Undead, Delore, Emil, Funzusu Rali, George, uh, Gailene, Jack, Jenny, John, Josh, Julian, Catfeathers, Crazyman1772, Melissa, Michael, Milo V3, Ms. Grumpy, Moku, Neomegus, Noba, Other Michael, Parker, Perry, Puppeteer, Riafio, Ryan, Shaksara, Sinna, Taryn, The Arcane, Thomas, Thomas, whoop, no, hang on, Thomas Toast, Usuf Sama, Vortex, uh, Where's Camo Drew? Where's Noctal Drew? <laughs> <laughs> Woodsound and Zoltan. I, I I have to separate those two. Like, they're going to have to sit yeah. in different corners during lunch. Uh, and uh, yes. Can't do that. If, uh, if you are on uh, Twitch now uh, and miss what we were talking about earlier or over on YouTube and you're wondering, hey, what's up with Ralph? Uh, Ralph is traveling for bug stuff. And if you want to know more about bug stuff, uh, come by Discord. Bug, bug stuff. Just thought I needed some of the extra pronunciation in there. There we go. Uh, but yeah, if you're if you're curious about a pooter, um, oh yeah, you want to know about that pooter? Uh, come by Discord, <laughs> eat into dot space, and uh, and and you know basically you you'll have to do a lot of convincing. It, it sounds like, but to get Ralph to talk about it in the learning channel, which we do have. Then if you are like, hey, I'm learned in this thing, and I kind of want to stand on a soapbox and talk about a cool thing that I know about. Uh, ping me on Discord, and we'll see about like, hey, is that something that's actually interesting information um, and relevant to like our community, um, you know? And uh, we'll we'll open that Discord channel up and let you let you kind of chat with folks. It's a uh, ping me anytime, yeah. anytime of day, anytime of night. Just be like, what up, poot poot, and I'll be like, it's on. <laughs> So <laughs> like you look of approval, Chris. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, never been prouder of the thing I've said. <laughs> oh God. All right. Let's Alrighty. we're gonna get this back on back on the railroad. Um Oh, that's right. We're playing a game. <laughs> uh, uh when we last left, uh Theo and Legba were in the graveyard trying to work with Elliot, um, whose last name immediately escapes me. Um but uh is uh booth oh thank you um i knew i was missing oh wait i'm in the wrong channel that's why there it is um and uh we're attempting to commune with him talk with him and try and save him uh that got a little bit violent headstones were thrown uh harsh words and commands given and uh yeah in the meantime isabel and gisela mm -hmm. are up on the ridge line with uh jules lamb Rilla Remington and uh, Mortimer Bethune uh, after having done a little bit of a tour of the telescope um, and basically Jules was looking over at Rilla Rilla was looking over at Jules and what do you guys why, why, why do you have a friend here 
And so they kind of stepped away for a minute and uh, Jules was speaking uh, with, or excuse me, the three of them were, you know, talking amongst themselves and Gisela and Isabel had a moment to chat. And that's where we pick up as the uh, the Royal Society is kind of looking over at you and kind of having their heads together talking about why guests were brought. But yeah, no, it's cool. If you guys don't have any, because this, this was your chance um, <laughs> to uh, to have some communication or, you know, make a plan. And yeah, no. Uh, I don't know what I mean, we're about to see. Like, that, yeah, sorry, uh, we're I here to see something. We haven't seen anything yet, so I don't need yeah. to react yet. But you, you saw Saturn. I don't know what it is. But uh, yes. I did not see anything magical yet. That's very true. Uh, I did pull Rilla aside and ask her about the, the thing. That was when she was like, it doesn't always show up. Mm-hmm. But we might see it tonight, correct? Um, uh, to which we cut to Mortimer kind of finishing talking with um, Rilla and Jules. Jules gets gets this, you know, kind of uh, affirmative, encouraging pat on the shoulder and a nod. And he, he's, he looks a little skeptical with what Rilla was saying. But, you know, both of them. You know, both uh, Jules and Rilla are looking fairly positive you know, after a little conversation. And Mortimer kind of beckons the two of you over and says, um, Ladies, uh, Jules and Rilla is explaining that you apparently have... I'm trying to find a right way to say this that won't be offensive, but... <laughs> well, I'm I'm just going to come out and say it, and I hope you understand. I don't mean this in an offensive way, but are you two witches? <laughs> just gonna look at Isabel and try very hard. I'm not keeping a straight face at this, but <laughs> I think that there have been people called that throughout history that we might have some similarities with. Interesting, because as Jules was... It's not a term I ascribe to myself, though. As I said, um, if there's if there's uh, another name that you want to go by, please let me know and I will use that name instead. But yeah, we ain't really in got that the, far. you know, in it the interim, I will... Seems accurate. Thank you. For um, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, in the interim, though, um, I'm trying to think of how, how he... Well, yeah. Jules has told me that, Isabel, you study the world with other senses, and you have an ability to speak some... Uh, I actually think he says, uh, read, write, and speak this arcane language... Is that is that true? Am I is that accurate? Yep. And he looks um, not flabbergasted, but a little surprised that you're kind of openly admitting to you know witchery, right? Um, but then kind of looks over at uh, at, at Gisela and a little less like he's a little less surprised about it, but says, "And you recognize." A cult, well, actually, it would say alchemical ingredients when you see them. 
I've studied a lot. <laughs> are, are are you, you know, kind of and like this, a bit dr- overly dramatic, but obvious. Like look around, making sure. Are you a practiced alchemist? No. Okay, and like that—that that has him confused. It's like, why the heck are you studying it if you're not actually practicing it? Um, kind of looks looks to Jules and Rilla, and a little more under his breath, but definitely is now that you guys are a little bit closer. He says, "Perhaps we didn't. Uh, well, I, I think perhaps we didn't investigate thoroughly enough before coming here." And Jules, it's like. Uh, <clears throat> Miss uh, Miss Bauer has been here for a few years, but uh, dang it! Without Couple their months. names right in front of me, I completely Isabel. Well, Isabel, yes, but uh, I was trying so to remember her last name. PLR, Ms. yes, um, is is a fairly new arrival. And Mortimer says, mm-hmm. and then Theo would make three. They, I mean. Three is a powerful number. And Mortimer looks up. Yes. Yes, it is. Four's better, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking with the three of like, who gets to be the crone? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, only one of you has given birth. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but he, uh, he, Mortimer nods and says, yes. And kind of like, Definitely is clearly. This is the, probably the first time you guys have seen him a little less uh, composed and a little Official. bit more rambling. He's not even mm-hmm. necessarily fishing so much as verbalizing. Hypo- Official. Oh yeah, um, uh, but is more verbalizing hypotheses as he goes and says. So yeah, three of them would make make a proper coven then, um, and. You know, Jules. Jules is nodding. Rilla. Rilla looks a little bit more askance. Uh, but I mean, the three of you have been seen, you know, together in, yeah. in various ways. Yeah. And so they kind of not interesting. Interesting. Um. Hmm. Uh, Rilla, would you would you the book? Uh, yes, sir. And Rilla goes over to the you know packs of books and five. And not it's not the big tome that she pulls mm-hmm. out. It's a much smaller little notebook um, and, you know, pulls it out, hands it to Mortimer and, you know, Jules has this, you know, lamp that he brings over and Mortimer flips through the pages and finds a passage and kind of works the book open and, you know, puts it in front of, uh, uh, of Isabel and says, can you read this? Uh, and I can tell you that you can, um, but... Uh, it is it is high speech. Cool. Uh, now, because you are not fluent in high speech, mm-hmm. uh, I would like you to roll intellect plus occult. Um, uh, Gizla, you're definitely there close enough that you can see this as well. And if you just lean over, but only do I get a bonus if I turn on my ma- my magic eyes or anything? Uh, not for not for just reading high speech. Um, but uh, they, uh, Mortimer is only presenting this to uh, Gisela, excuse me, Isabel, because it is very clear that she's the one who knows high speech. Um, but you know, so you can kind of peek in. I'm the leader on the story. Right, yeah. Like, oh, what are, what are we looking at? Yeah. 
Um, I thought I rolled. Oh. Five successes. Damn. I don't need fancy dice pools. I just need to roll just, well. Just need the one. Um, okay, uh, with the exceptional success, Ash, on this, um, I'm, I'm going to basically tell you exactly what it says instead of giving you a condition. Um, Isabel, you're getting the the vague majority mm-hmm. of this, right? <clears throat> uh, I like to think, like, when I picture it with, like, mm-hmm. reading, it's like you get all the, like, individual words but somehow like forming a, a full sentence or like interpreting like high speech idioms oh yeah it just doesn't happen right or like when you read another language mm-hmm. you can and you're reading it, the one. words in order but it doesn't yeah. they don't go in that order or, you know teach a man to slap a fish what the fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah and so uh, chris i'll just let you kind of misinterpret as you will sure uh, but yeah uh ash giza is able to very clearly read a depiction uh not a depiction a description of a at the the page that you're looking at is landmark directions uh, you don't have a starting point but it's a go this way towards this shaped mountain ridge towards this valley through along this river for X number of, you know, days until this. And it's basically a step-by-step kind of plot guide, very like Indiana Jones kind of, you know, travel by map-esque kind of thing, going from landmark to landmark um, with no actual, uh, no names. Uh, And then, yeah, I totally copied that from Indiana Jones. Oh, it's a map with no names. Yes. Um, And basically... A guide and it's it's a long series of details uh some places we're talking about walk 5,000 you know 500 paces and look left to see you know 500 miles um but yeah and so it's just <laughs> these multiple little steps and, and bits and it definitely looks like there's definitely definitely looks like there's definitely sorry um uh loops and um redirections and like there's literally one one segment near the end where it's like, okay, walk a hundred feet west, and then walk two hundred feet east. It's like, why not just go east? Mm-hmm. Who knows why? Uh, the journey is important, right? Now you know. Actually, I think with your occult role, I think we can definitely say, oh yeah, you kind of recognize like there's more to this than just walking uh, but tra- but the travel itself is important but yeah and it's just it starts somewhere and just and the book we're talking about is like yay big it's a very small uh small little book um when pulled open like that um so yes so i think yeah isabel like points at certain words she's like all right mountain paces directions it's I don't know where it's sending you but it's instructions yeah you watch as like Mortimer and Jules kind of head snap over to you as you read it and Rilla has this little grin on her face um 
It's like Mortimer. Can you read this? Did this bring you here? Yeah, Mortimer closes it with, you know, there's no hardback to it, but, you know, a little bit of a a finality and hands it back to Rilla and Rilla puts it back in the bag and she's got big Cheshire grin. She's like, oh, yeah. Um, But no, we cannot read that. What brought you here? If not the instructions? Oh, those are not related to this and kind of points at the telescope. So a darkness in the heavens (laughs) unbound by the laws of physics and a secret language that you can't read. Y'all are doing one hell of a science, huh? What do you know this darkness? Am I wrong? Um hmm. <laughs> Trying to gauge if this is something appropriate to roll dice for. I can totally roll dice for it. Yeah. But this is 100% one of those, like, do you roll dice? What happens if you feel... Oh, yeah, actually, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, presence plus uh, persuasion, I think, just to keep things, like, on the level. Because this is you kind of, you know, pulling the trap card and being like, aha, I know more about this than Didn't you thought that manipulation? Hmm? Doesn't that sound like manipulation, then? Um, I'm thinking more of presence of, like, keeping it on an even keel, but I'm cool with oh. manipulation, too. Yeah, you're more wrong if it fails on manipulation, right? That's, are you trying to keep things calm or are you trying to throw them off balance? It's true. I, I, yeah, I guess that. it's not intended to, to fuck him up. Good call, Craig. Yep. There you go. Got one. Yeah. So he kind of nods and says, clearly things that are secretive are not entirely secret around here. And you how do you know what we are looking for are you aware of it have you seen it there were head shakes by the way podcast folks <laughs> <laughs> it's in your book I didn't want to be the one to say <laughs> right. uh, but yes we um had ways of seeing your book. We haven't stolen your research. Do not be worried. We barely know what it's talking about, but we parsed out thing in the sky. Yeah, like there's the shuffling of bags and books and stuff like that, and there's Rilla going, oh. (laughs) Um... And Mortimer kind of looks back and says, well, no, they clearly probably could have figured this out. We are probably a curiosity to them, much as they're a curiosity to us. So I've been trying to figure out what you're doing since you showed up. We've been very straightforward about that. We are viewing the stars. 
and like the, the his grin is there and like yeah <laughs> he's you know definitely you know been keeping things from you guys um but uh well let us see um and you know beckons you both over uh as he takes a kneel before the uh the telescope and looks i did have one question mm-hmm. There's not, like, if I cast a look, that's not, I wanted to make it, like, him actually see the thing and see it well. But that would be the target on the No, void, you could right? get him to luck into seeing it, um, but you don't have Miracle uh, to you just yeah. make something happen. Uh, he is more likely to if it, ha- if it is possible. Um... So if it is not up there, then like you're you're more likely to do it. But if you're, you know, increasing your chance from zero, you're still at zero or multiplying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, if you wanted to, uh, you can uh, you can definitely try and make him luckier. So a group of scientists studying something that defies existence. Walk into a town full of witches that defy how we know the world works. Jules. Well, template is weird now. We name it? Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it's just a quick little at the top of the spell. That way, if anybody's working on something uh, like beforehand, yep. I'll just be like, oh yeah, this is what I'm, what, you know, Diesel is casting. Some would say that either someone put this together or that uh, (laughs) the stars have aligned. Uh, Mortimer, who is like, you know, bending over the telescope, kind of scoffs um, and says, I doubt that either the, you know, the hand of God manipulated uh, our journey here or the stars had any influence on this. Save chance. Cool. Uh, let me roll a paradox. Yeah, for reaches, I have instant range because I'm not trying to like touch him. Mm-hmm. And uh, duration. Okay. And what yantra are you using there? A coin. Okay. Cool. So five, six. All right. Okay. Yeah. So that goes off. I mean, I wasn't trying to like give a boon or anything. I just, I want to make him lucky. Sure. Uh, yeah. So as he's kind of looking through and uh, searching in basically the, the region of, of the sky that it should be in um, some under the, under the breath grumbling. Um, there's a little bit of a uh, Little little bit of Ishmael hunting his white whale. Uh, where are you, you little bastard? And, you know, stuff like that. And then, damn, I don't see it. Uh, and kind of stands up and kind of motions toward Jules. Uh, you know, as Mortimer stands up, there's definitely like the, yep, I'm old, achy bone kind of stretch and move and stuff like that and kind of looks back over and says, I will admit that this particular... 
astronomical phenomenon is bizarre and has made me the laughing stock of the Royal Society. But when I discover what this is, prove it and show it to others, they'll have to understand. Galileo what if the was... report's got to Go what if the report's got to be written in our language? Sorry, one more time. I said, what if the report has to be written in our language for it to be fully comprehended? That's a possibility, but at the same time, I merely think this is something new. Jules is over there kind of fiddling and looking and he's he's at it a little bit more vigorously or uh, actually less vigorously and more um, fine, fine tooth comb moving very slowly, pausing for a minute um, and says, no, nothing, nothing here. <clears throat> Do you really think this is entirely scientific? Thing moving in space. I don't believe that, yeah. that we. There have been many a phenomenon that humanity has quaked in fear of: thunder, lightning, and we've all. Oh, simply, you should still do that. <laughs> uh, uh, mm, I'll just stay inside. And then, like, my home. pull down and <laughs> oh, that's scar. True, yeah, your scar. Kind of pauses and well, looks, still a wound actually. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, pauses looking at that and says or one could simply just not stand outside in a thunderstorm but I, I, I agree there's there's. I'm not about to put my head in the lion's mouth but these things can be understood very well um, Jules was vague on trying to answer this before Perhaps because he did not trust us, or, you know, I was just a simple serving girl. But, um... Why can you only see it here? It's not a matter of seeing it here. It's traveling and anticipating where it's going. Does it have a known orbit? Not that I have calculated yet. Doesn't. I don't understand. Neither do I, which is one of the problems. Um, and like walks over to the actual like big book and flips to like a very practiced section of it, flips it open and it's just, you know, a bunch of, you know, all the same symbols and stuff like that. But it looks like there's a pattern. Um, and he says this. These are all the various sightings and followings that we've had of it. It's moving. But not in a regular pattern. I followed it across Europe for months at a stretch. Then did not find it again until Africa because it sped up. Found it again in Ireland. 
Rick shuts the book, sets it down, and says, There is no rhyme or reason to it. Sure there is. I, well, yes, I'm sure somewhere there you is. just described something that makes perfect sense. How so? You're haunting it. It's running away. Like that literally takes him back a step and goes. <laughs> you think it would be aware of our observations? I'm saying I've learned more in the last six months than I think anyone in the world can in a lifetime. About how the world works. Like, kind of look, looking between the two of you, hands on hips, kind of looks up at the stars, kind of squinting, like as if he's suddenly going to be able to see it now, um, and says, Huh. Something that far up in space. But aware of our observations. you can see it, why shouldn't it be able to see you? Well, by current scientific theory, because we would be far too small for it to observe. Maybe it has a telescope. Trained on Earth? On our planet? Where I am looking? But I... I the, the theory is there, and I have no immediate way to disprove it beyond the fact that it seems preposterous, but so does an astronomical phenomenon that moves... You hear that, Jules? I did a science. <laughs> an astronomical phenomenon that moves both behind and in front of stars. And Jules kind of gives you a grin, a little thumb... Uh, you know, well, actually, probably not thumbs up. It's a little uh, anachronistic, but says... You know, a little "I'm proud of you" kind of kind of look, um, but hmm. Well, as if it is can... not showing its face tonight, uh, kind of looks over at uh, Gisela and says, "Perhaps your alchemical uh, knowledge will uh, perhaps give us uh, some help here." And draws out, um, like, <laughs> almost said baggies, but, you know, probably like a cloth sack, uh, and sets out on the ground uh, next to the lantern a bunch of the alchemical ingredients that had been ordered previously. And points at them and says, As I'm led to believe, the proper mixture and application of heat to these, uh, along with spring water, create a potion and kind of says that dramatically and then immediately <laughs> rolls his eyes of well something that will enhance our vision let us see what we cannot see do you think we've been led astray and like his question has a very like you know he's asking but it definitely has the weight of a test
I don't practice alchemy. I tell fortunes. So you merely recognize the ingredients from... Reading. Reading what? Go ahead, break it to witches. <laughs> Fairy tales. Yeah. Interesting. Like, wraps up. The- I might be able to help. Oh, yeah. Uh, starts wrapping up the ingredients and you know, tucks them back into a bag, sets them with the rest of the supplies and says, help by reading our fortune. Mm-hmm. But with tarot cards. Just normal cards. And like, at this point, he's definitely like, this is a wasted night kind of thing. You've lost him a little bit. Well, it's not even that it's a like he's not going to be able to spot it tonight, you know, or at least hasn't yet. Uh, it's just like, fine. Sure. Let's, uh, tell, tell me my fortune. If I do divination the reach for a specific question, um, can that get me, like, when the next... When it will be visible next? Um, yeah, you could ask it about your... You could ask the question of yourself when could you see it next? Yes. And momentarily we'll jump over to the graveyard. Spooky. Does it just need to reach? Because I'm asking about my, like, for me, mm-hmm. instant plus one. Mm-hmm. Cool. That'll be two paradox because yes. you've done it previously. Actually, do you have any... Oh, and you have exceptional luck. Do you leave that running? Oh, wait. No, you have two gnosis. Doesn't matter. Sorry. Dumb question. Oh. One paradox. Strategic nosebleed to give extra effect. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, or certain two things. Uh, roll your three mm. plus four, seven. Four successes. Four six. Just not exceptional. Just shy. Um, and so, yes. Uh, now, uh, oh, right. Because it's a time spell, so you only have the one question. And it's just when yeah. can you observe the astrovoidal next, basically? Yeah. When, when will I next be able to see it? Let's uh, come over here to Conca. Pull up the calendar. Doo, doo, doo. We are sitting at May 16th. Uh, it will be... Yeah, so... Um, never mind. I'm, I was going to try and get into a big deep Imago or something, but no. Uh, basically, uh, it says beneath 
the and we're we're just going to use what the stupid moons are for Kanka, and so the waning, uh, excuse me, the waxing moon, uh, yeah, beneath the waxing moon, and I'm going to add a little event here. Okay. And so I'm going to sit down and pull out deck cards and should fold up and pull out a king, and then say that. Yeah. <laughs> Mortimer kind of look, looks at you, <laughs> who just pulled the king out of things, says, the, the, the king of spades tells you this. No. So drawing a card tells you this. Yes. But not the specific card. They do mean things to me, but probably not to anyone else. Cool. Big, big nod of his head. Uh-huh. Uh, are, are you actually really trying to convince him of this or you're like, trust me or not? I mean, I want him to believe me, but I don't honestly expect him to. Sure. Uh, but yeah, if, if that's you, your answer, if... You believe me, be here then. Sure. If not, keep spending every night staring at nothing. Sure. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and roll, uh, yeah, presence plus uh, expression or persuasion. And I have no more willpowers. And I don't think I have any conditions that might help. Yeah, I'll need to get you some moves. Two successes on three dice. Okay. Sure. Uh, so he kind of nods and says, well, I mean, we'll be observing the sky every night for a while, but sure, we'll make an exception. Come join us uh, Sunday night and we will see. I absolutely will. Um, Jules kind of nudges Mortimer and then kind of go ahead and said, both of you are welcome to join us any night that we're observing. Mortimer kind of gives him a like a, who do you think you, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> like, just just not worth worth arguing. He's he's already, you know, frustrated because tonight was the, you know, it's just, and it was a letdown. Kind of looks, uh, but Mortimer looks over at, you know, Isabel and says, Besides flying, are you capable of other magic? No, I don't fly. Looks over at Jules. I saw her, sir. (laughs) I don't fly. Then what did I observe? I was carried. Carried by the winds, flying. I, I think that they could buy flying better. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But whether I or not fly, I was flown. <laughs> falling with not <laughs> falling, that much style. <laughs> falling with absolutely zero grace or style. 
You think if uh, I could fly, would it hit the ground? Come on. That's true. Uh, yeah, but that's fine. We, we kind of leave it with, with that as we cut back over to uh, Elliot Booth uh, digging into the grave dirt, uh, his own grave, uh, muttering about show them and prove it to them. And we had left off with uh, Legba about to cast a spell, but we realized, oh, hey, um, and just minor miscommunication. Um, and yeah, so go ahead, and I think you were going to just roll cool. to intimidate yeah. him. Yeah, so Elliot goes back. Uh, he's focusing on his grave again, and uh, before Cloak allows Legba himself, you know, to, to use magical power, he relies once again on his force of will. And so Cloak says to Elliot... Elliot, look at me. That's good. Alrighty, let's do this. We gotta do it again. He's trying to protect Seed. Wow. Cool. That's and another we'll apply exceptional. that same, that same cowed condition. Okay. I'm good. And kind of, and like he turns, and it is a very like, besides the fact that he's kind of laying on his belly, it's that very Smeagol, you mm-hmm. know, kind of expression of you know, oh, don't hit me, uh, yeah. you know, do whatever you want, kind of thing again. And he's kind of looking at the two of you, like trying to figure out what you want. Uh, actually, I think, you know, even kind of, you know, snarls that out. What do you want? Just leave me be. Believe it or not, we want to help you. But in order to do so, you can't strike Madame Stokes again with any remnant, any reminder of what happened to you. So you're going to ask answer some simple questions. All right. You get a, you know, kind of shuddering, shriveling little, you know, acquiescence. Okay. And Cloak turns to to Theo, looking for permission to continue or inviting her to ask the first questions. And Um, if she nods, go ahead. Yeah, she's kind of at a loss on how to proceed, so go ahead. Cool. Cloak says... um, what do you remember of the people you were mad at? It's a very straightforward, you know, kind of expression. And just, they murdered me. Smashed my that? bones. Do you remember it? trying to think how he would put this. I remember their stare. Remember their axe. Well, pickaxe, but their axe striking me. Do you remember why they did that? Yeah, because they hate me. They wish they were Mm. me. They wish they were you. He kind of looks, you know, kind of motions at himself before it was broken. 
before you were broken. Hmm. You suggest jealousy is their motive. You suggest hate. Yeah, it's kind of just some nods and you know, a little snarl of his mouth. Elliot, hate is not something that happens instantly. We come to loathe things over time as a result of the things they do to us or the things we see them do to others. And jealousy and hate are not the same feeling. I think you need to dig deeper and try to remember what would inspire people to hate you, as you suggest. Why were they not your friends? Why were they not pleasant co-workers? It is much easier to explain why people would enact violence on one other person based on something about that individual, something they do. Gives you a grave dirt filled smile and kind Mm -hmm. of runs his hand over his, you know, his jaw um, and said, they wanted my good looks, my way with the women, my strength. And look where that got you. Elliot, people can't take those things from you. They can acquire them from another person. And I would be surprised to learn that this happened to you because a group of people felt that they would never be as strong as you, as romantically capable, or as attractive to other people. You are hiding within a weak explanation for what you brought upon yourself. And the only way you can rise above the sniveling worm that you are right now Pounding your fist ineffectually against your gravestone is to acknowledge what you did before and how you can be something different now. I definitely think that's going to be a presence plus either persuasion or expression. Uh, We're we're shifting off of intimidation into the resolve your fucking anchor, bro. Exactly. (laughs) Cool. And uh, if there's anything that you're going to try and slide in here, nudge, or assist in any way. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I don't know no, how to just, cool. like, nod encouragingly. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just yeah. love the idea of talking a ghost to death. <laughs> well, not necessarily yeah, to right. death, but yeah. To the other All side. Right. Yeah. Cool. Let's see. And we're gonna do one more. Right. Roll it up. This is a normal roll. Cool. Two successes. All right. Um, Succeed. And uh, Craig, Theo still has uh, Death Slide on? Or. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
So you don't necessarily see the anchor itself. Uh, you've already kind of guessed that it's probably the body down beneath. Mm-hmm. Um, but you feel something happen. Uh, I think for, for Legba, this comes across as just your peripheral mage site, just that tingle there. Um, as something happens and like Elliot, you know, kind of from that hunched, you know, kind of kind of relaxes a little bit and doesn't seem to get like there's no sudden restoration and he floats up or anything like that. Uh, but like kind of lifts himself and is like he's no longer concerned about the dirt and kind of it relaxes a little bit. There's a solid, silent graveyard beat of just like as things relax. Then you hear a creaking sound. And uh, I guess for I guess it would just be Craig. Um, you hear uh, Jed kind of back aways go. What? You hear this wrought iron death gate swing open. He just kind of reflexively reaches out and grabs Cloak's shoulder. Oh, like, he's okay. obviously looking at something amazingly dramatic, but right. <laughs> she's just looking yeah. at space for you. Right. <laughs> um, and you you both can watch as uh, Elliot, like, starts to slide across. I will drop the spell that's binding him. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So in Legba's eyes, oh. Elliot disappears. Well, yeah. um, Craig did put um, uh, materialize. Speak with the dead on. Uh, did we? Yeah, casted. Because I believe you just summoned him over, and that was it. Because if, yeah, you, no, if I you summoned, did, I summoned oh, him. that's right. Yeah. It wasn't speak with the dead. It was just ghost shield. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, so yeah, suddenly Elliot is but gone. I still, for you. I still have made sight on, so I can see thinking beings. So sure, if yeah. he's still a thinking being. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. see that that entity there, um, and it's far more dramatic on on Theo's side, where you watch him sliding across the dirt, and he's he's kind of confused for a second, and then starts to like grab at the dirt and goes. What's happening? Where am I going? What have you done? And gets dragged. And like, he's not like in a like screaming panic. He's just very confused at why his body is just being dragged towards the death gate. Uh, Theo would just call it. You're moving on. Elliot. (laughs) She has no idea. Right. (laughs) This is dramatic irony. Um, And like, he's like he kind of rolls over onto his back and is watching, you know, like a kid on a water slide, you know, just trying to control himself a little bit. And Jed kind of looks and kind of steps back and lets him go by and waves a hand. And like Jed's face looks a little bit concerned. Like he's, he's pretty sure like only bad stuff comes out of there. So going in, hang on what's on the other side Jed has no idea Jed hasn't been to the other side Mm -hmm. and after uh, a few minutes that big creaking sound and the death gate closes Uh, so Theo sort of breathlessly says he he crossed over (laughs) he crossed over he went through the gate 
I've never seen that before. We crossed a threshold. We opened a way. The way was there, but through elocution, yes, you talked into it. Him understanding. I didn't think we would be able. I thought they were so limited and trapped. There is always a way when you have words. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to turn this campaign into an action movie someday. (laughs) (laughs) We can go straight brawl if you want. Close always built with that, Um, too. I've done zero rootin', zero tootin'. (laughs) Um, Did uh, Theo see anything on the other side of the gate when it opened? Mm. Uh, For me, it's like that very classic, like, black swirling void. You know, it's like, oh, what's on the other side? I don't know, because I would have to cross it. Will I be able to get back? Um, And, yeah, just... Bye, Elliot. Have a great time. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Elliot looking... might Elliot might fit in out down there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, looking at the aftermath, however, there's quite a mess. Yeah, gravestones out of out of place. The grave dirt is kind of drug up, and it's going to be known around town, probably in fairly short order, that Theo is asking questions about this particular grave. <laughs> so it. I think you might want to get your story to, straight. Do to do some repairing first. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, yes. and I'm, I'm fine with you guys just taking an hour because uh, basically, yeah. you know, we call it a gravestone. It's more of a big plank of of wood um, and just kind of shoving it back into the the hole it was pulled out and just put the dirt back. Um, it's going to sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to look like if somebody came to inspect it. Like somebody was messing with the headstone, but like there wasn't a, a ton of dirt dug up from the grave itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, you can either try and clean it up or, you know, get down on you know, all fours and kind of dig at it like a coyote um, <laughs> and just dis- disrupt it that way. But well, I, I was kind of thinking using um, a. Uh, it's a practice thought about using people. magic. Yeah, actually. Practice to make it room. look undisturbed, like make the dirt look mm-hmm. old. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could use practice of veiling, or you mm-hmm. could use practice of ruling if you want to influence its shape. Yeah. I don't have ruling in matter. Don't you? And I don't oh, think I you had matter two. Yeah, matter two. I have matter two. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah, so do. Is... yeah, so ruling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's shaping, right? Yep. You could put it back mm-hmm. exactly the way you found it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to, to the best of Theo's ability, put it back to the way it was. Sure. So, repair the gravestone and. Move cool. the dirt around. I can't make the grass root grow if there's any damage to that. But nah, uh, could even like hmm? conjunctively add in death there, and like you're literally Ooh. reforming the grave. You're not just putting things back into place. You're like, oh, that's cool. Would you that, yeah. buy that? Yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, you in this, you're just rolling death and matter. At the same right. Time. Mechanically, mm-hmm. you're you're not getting something extra out of this. It's just cooler. Yeah, still one effect. <laughs> It's just now partaking of a different arcanum. Yeah, feel free to roll. Uh, oh, no, actually, both. you know, just oh, sorry, an additional arcanum right. is what I meant. Uh, just roll a uh, uh, gnosis plus death. This is definitely one of those uh, quick and dirty spellcasting. Sure, do it. I'm trying to fix this grave. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Take takes you takes you a couple minutes to try and finesse it back into place, but you both kind of step back from it and go, yeah, yeah, that looks. That looks right. <laughs> I was I, I had given up hope. 
and you literally talked him into crossing over. Well, as I learned in my trip to Guinea, I am now the guardian of the crossroads. So shouldn't I at least attempt to aid all those at the crossroads in getting where they need to be? Indeed, you got a lot farther than I did, despite my intentions. Well, perhaps next time it'll be an equal effort. It was definitely a learning experience. I've learned a lot because you invited me here and you trusted me to protect you and to aid you. I have a a lot to think about. A lot of revelations to unpack. I hope that you won't keep them all to yourself. No, not at all. Unlike some people. We should probably have a sit down at some point in some quiet out of the corner and just spend a few minutes sharing notes pointed looks at Chris and Ash I have a well swept (laughs) mind that might be a good place for that don't put pointed looks at us (laughs) y'all the two that keep going off doing shit by yourselves (laughs) just kidding I know it's been the whole how and everything I'm like dead zero in mana and yeah pot kettle yeah (laughs) yeah Um, I think uh, Isabel has a moment with Kiesel as we're like walking back to town too where she's like you know I kind of like the idea of a coven (laughs) sounds proper witchy is that what we're calling ourselves now witches I love it the coven yeah the coven (laughs) All kinds of witches. Which I mean, if I remember Hayden. correctly, depending on which which group you're talking about, there was often witches and a devil who was a gentleman. The warlocks. Mm-hmm. How about that? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Fan. Fantastic. I think this is going to work just fine. I mean, Cloak is already going to change his attire and start wearing wearing the the uh the clothing of a a gentleman sorcerer (laughs) drew uh did i do you think i satisfied my virtue or invoked my virtue in the course of this great thank you cool um uh, did you guys have anything further there at the graveyard or basically it's like okay cool ed now Nah. Oh, no. one, one thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, no, I'll do it in the group. Cool. No, I'll do it in the group. It's fine. Just before we leave, I wanted to visually check in um, with, uh, I had his name, the sentient ghost. Oh, Noel? No. No. Mm-hmm. And just like, is he curious, horrified? I mean, you, yeah, basically both Jed and Noel have been kind mm-hmm. of watching from a distance and just kind of watching this go on. And let's be honest, uh, Elliot is not exactly the best neighbor um and you know jed who's continued his kind of patrol around the death gate uh because that's what he's supposed to do uh and his best imitation of a of a soldier um noel however has been literally sitting with his you know he looks like he like Elliot treated his grave as like a prison noel Hmm. has got his back up against the gravestone is kind of lounged you know he's not super comfortable but he's like nope this is my spot and has been just watching you know, it's far more curiosity uh, when the events were going on, but 
having watched Elliot just slide by into the Death Gate, now he's like, there's, there's a different change in his expression. He's like, do I need to actually be worried about Theodosia? Or, because I'm not 100% sure what just happened there. Don't know what's on the other side of that gate. It feels in, it, there's an inevitable draw, but as long as he's got his anchor here holding him down, he's feeling pretty fine. But now he's like, okay, I don't know if I want to go through there. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to let her make me. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to take his temperature that way. And then that's how I was going to head back to camp. Cool. Yeah. So you guys kind of uh, end the night in your various places, return back home everywhere. Um, and I will jump over here to Conca and jump us forward to the 17th. That's Saturday. Cool. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I think maybe we take our break real quick. Take a break sure. early. Just sounds good to me. Bit, just <laughs> because, <laughs> stopping point. Stopping point. Yeah. yeah, totally. Cool. So let's do that. YouTube guys will be right back. Uh, Twitch guys will also be right back, but like a little bit longer. Uh, but yeah, go get some drink, stand up, stretch, move, get coffee. Back in sec. Oh, yeah. So we pick up then on the 17th of May, 1846, the town of Purgatory Bluff, Colorado. Um, what's everybody up to this morning? It is a Saturday, but that means everybody's still working because we don't have two day uh, weekends. Well, hmm. Cloak, um, I'll just say this briefly. Cloak woke up early, feeling an absence of this kind of background anxiety he's felt since he got here about what he's supposed to do, who is he supposed to help, where is he supposed to go, and how is he going to be Legba. And the thing that occurred to him most was that he found opportunities and he was able to achieve something by relying on his connection to a friend and the things he's learned to do in the past and where they can take him in the future without having to cast a single spell. And so he focuses on that for the morning. Yeah. Like that's good introspection. Oh, actually, it does remind me. Um, mm -hmm. We ha we hadn't talked about it before, but uh, Gisela and Legba, uh, when you guys uh, increase your gnosis, yeah. um, did you guys have any interest in changing your virtue or vice? Mm -hmm. Go ahead and make those changes now and let me know what they are. But yeah. Is cool. it, uh, yeah, I don't think mine would have changed. Sure. Um... His virtue is still protective mm -hmm. uh, because that is allowing him to become, to, to self-actualize, to achieve mm -hmm. this path, right? And uh, the vice, I got to, so in terms of, you know, we talked about the way I'm describing virtue and vice for Cloak as the flip side mm -hmm. of um, a particular motive, Right, or orientation to the world. So dominance was the past, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess controlling would be, I think, the vice he's going to struggle with now. 
Whereas if you're overprotective, you control people, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. does that seem like a, a good switch? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and specifically like to, to give a word to the vice. Um, yeah, I guess controlling does work. Yeah, just I'm okay with a synonym too. Yeah. So. Well, I was trying. I was trying to think of of a good kind of broad term, but yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, just that micromanagey. Do what I. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay. Right, cool. Cool. Um. And uh, otherwise, yeah. What Ooh, is? How about? I mean, maybe imperious. <laughs> that's a very. That's a very good five dollar word. Yeah. It works though. It's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, for Pislip, she hasn't changed much in who she is as a person. Mm -hmm. Like she's increased a lot of knowledge. magical knowledge, but it hasn't started affecting her as herself. Really. Her behavior and stuff. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, Saturday brings us around to actually uh, point of order. Um, Craig, how's uh, how's those lethal wounds on on Theo? Um, I was down to two. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if you plan to take a couple hours this morning. Yeah, I was going to take a little kick at it. <laughs> and remembering now we need five successes. Uh, I think you're on four successes uh, from previously. Mm -hmm. uh, that was intelligence medicine? Correct. And Catherine assist, right? Mm -hmm, uh, plus two. Thank you. Hey, look at that. Sure, five Very by good. itself, uh, which as an exceptional, I will say, uh, reduces the successes needed for the next roll. Um, so that will be one carrying over from previously makes it five. And then the next wound would only be four. Oh, wait, look, there's four successes right there. So reduce all your current lethal we uh, lethal into bashing, um, which basically by the time we're starting everything up you've had you know the hour or two necessary sure. for all the bashing to to resolve and theo finally feels like herself again and moving without that limp and etc took a little while um for her part theo this morning because she was out last night again um will be you know full of domestic duties have breakfast ready and coffee made and stuff before anyone else gets up and that gotcha. kind of thing and so a lot of work around the camp in the morning Catherine gives you a very quick furtive you know kiss on the cheek and then basically mentions that she is going out uh, across the river uh, and is going to go meet up with uh, da, 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 da. I should pull this up earlier characters uh, trying to find the name uh, Juan Carlos uh, Anastasios. Oh yes, the for the forbidden mango uh, podcast folks actually showing off her new tattoo. Um, pictures in Discord, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yes, uh, meeting up with uh, Juan Carlos Bartolome, um, you know uh, Jorge and Anastasio's brother, and uh, basically trying to find you know a good plot of land. Because uh, apparently, somehow, um, you know, Juan Carlos heard about your all your plan to move out and and put a place up. Don't know how he heard about that. Uh, Anastasio, eat the loud mouth. Um, and so, yeah, that's Catherine's plan for the morning, and kind of leaves you with, you know, Valosia and you know, a bunch of wash to be done and chores to do. That's what. Yep. 
get right into it. She's, um, like, Catherine's been very uh, understanding lately, so <laughs> definitely putting in the extra effort. Yep. Anybody else doing anything of significance? Standard day stuff. Considering I skipped yeah. off work yesterday. Probably need to make up for it a bit. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, during the day, I'm just going to be working. Cool. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Cloak is going to look for Isabel and Gisela. Sure. They're probably two of the easiest people to find mm-hmm. in town. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, whichever you think makes narrative sense who he appro- can approach first. Uh, earlier in the day, probably uh, Gisela. Stores right. up earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Then Cloak will walk um, to Gisela's shop and uh, enter and approach the counter. She's there. And then bow to her and say, Good morning. Mademoiselle Bauer. Good morning, Mr. Bessard. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm keeping busy. How have you been? Exceptional. I will note there's probably uh, a few other townsfolks who are just kind of like watching this exchange with some, um, some with amusement, others with like. Mm, there's that weird guy from the mine. It's incredibly stilted <laughs> exchange. It's going to be that way for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I've learned a great deal about many things in the past few days. And I am aware of how much you enjoy learning. So I thought you might want to discuss some of those things when it is convenient for you. <laughs> that sounds very nice. Um, trying to think of what would be an appropriate time. Um, this evening at the tavern. Yeah, this evening. I believe I might have there's some things you might find interesting as well. Wonderful. At the tavern? It's the only place to meet anybody. I will see you there. there. It's the only semi-respectable place for two unmarried folks to hang out. Either there or the green. Because the the green Um, doesn't have like a a dread gazebo or anything like that. Uh, But it does have, you know, a fairly large space, um, you know, and I think that's probably one of the few places that has like a larger tree. It's not huge, but it was like planted when the town was, you know, founded and stuff like that. And it's kind of working its way up. So it's got a little bit of shade, but still like a scraggly pine tree, though. (laughs) Uh, No, I I think it is probably some kind of deciduous thing. but you know, it's it definitely is it's it's trying real hard, and it might be doomed. But there there's a lot of hope in that tree. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the um, poor little trees in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. where there are trees, but they're all small and like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lean, yep, because the wind is blowing all the time. Oh uh, yeah. So they're hanging in there, but they're all like ten feet tall, 
and leaning over. They're yeah. trying real hard. Probably, probably pretty close to that. Cool. Yeah, but I like it. As we set up the world's most awkward dinner date. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think there's like because uh, imagine Jean Paul uh, yeah. doesn't doesn't hang around too much longer other than just that little conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's That's definitely as, as Jean Paul leaves, there's some people like you know uh, as uh, Gisela helps you know get out their goods or whatever is looking, and somebody says. Is that young man trying to court you? <laughs> like it's like, hey, what is what is going on there? I don't believe so. He has interesting life experiences. He's an interesting person to talk to. Yeah, which everybody kind of nods and goes, "Yeah," because let's be honest, <laughs> any of them apparently are from Haiti. Yeah, and there's a lot of folks who are still like. Pretty sure that's a lie. Um, there's definitely yes. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, that's it's, possible, right? There's there's definitely some folks who are like they're so totally fair. escaped slaves, but Warner and Wright says they came from Haiti, and because he he totally believes like it's it's one of those most everybody doesn't believe, but like what are you gonna do? Like they're working, they're not causing a fuss, and I mean there was there was some stuff that happened. Oh, you know when they first arrived, but since then it's like, and like there's probably some folks who are just waiting for you know some bunch of you say slave hunters, I guess you know I, slave yeah, catchers, yeah, and to, to there's, show up. There's definitely some folks that are like they speak French down in Cajun land. Yep. Yeah. Yep, they, they know they're, you know, it's, you know, somebody coming up from Louisiana is going to be looking for the, yep, but nobody's shown up. And I mean, like it, months and months ago. possible by. explanation, considering the time mm-hmm. when that kind of thing happened, so. But, yeah, it's definitely one of those things, but m- no, I don't think anybody dares say it to anybody's face, just because, like, if you're wrong, weird oh, as yeah, that might be, you're right. It's a bad situation for you. Besides... He's a hero. That's right. Yeah, and that is that is some of the, you know because this is probably that <laughs> that mine scenario was probably one of the first like where a lot of people saw them do stuff publicly because otherwise they mostly kept to themselves. So yeah, yeah, that and the bridge right, where they came mine. down to. Yep. So cool. Yeah, kind of set right. set that scene up and you know to meet up later. You head over to the tavern like immediately yeah. after. Yeah, of course. He's going to be polite and um, he's trying to, you know, engage Gisela and Isabel in a different way now. So he'll stroll up into the tavern. Yep. Which <laughs> Isabel's like around. polishing furniture and glassware and stuff and like mm-hmm. getting uh, you're a little early mind, there. <laughs> there. There are people here because the yeah. mine lets out and yeah, there's definitely some, some guys who kind of come down. And, yeah, and, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but it is definitely far more sedate, and they're probably like kept to one side. That yeah. way, you guys can clean the majority of stuff, and like you can always tell the new guy. It's like it's not it's not a spoken rule to sit over there, but there's always that new guy who's like, oh yeah, and pulls up a chair, and everyone just kind of stares at him, and he gets up, pushes the chair back in, walks over to the other spot. It's like, what are you doing? I don't know. I just pulled up a chair. <laughs> yeah. Hey, criminal. <laughs> cat criminal small cat doing crimes it is, is definitely criminal. it is definitely not barley barley is innocent of all charges barley is a good angel boy mm-hmm. who would never oh um <laughs> brief aside mm-hmm. i 
think the best choice for Cloak's new vice is commanding. Okay. So we're going to go with that for now. Sure. I like it. We got a kitty cat. You provided him a string. I did it. There we go. All right. Uh, so, yes, uh, we have, you know, Isabel looking as, you know, Jean-Paul arrives. Mm-hmm. So he walks in and uh, he politely approaches Isabel and he bows to her and says, Senora Pilar, good morning. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. What's up? Well, I've been doing some thinking. The last time I talked to you here, you opened my eyes. And my eyes have been opened in different ways in the past few days. And as a result, I've learned many things. I think there's some things that I'd like to discuss with someone who has a different perspective and different experiences than my own. All right. Well, I'll be here all day. All right. And if you might have some time in the evening, that would be convenient. (laughs) If Adam Robert doesn't catch me slacking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't suppose any other friends will be here? Oh, they will. Alright. Until then. Happy smiles. <laughs> Likewise. And he leaves, and he's going to walk to the camp. And this is the first time he's going to visit uh, Theo's camp during the daytime. It's true. True. <laughs> short little trek out that way. Cool. Um, so Theo's um, they're in an apron and is in the middle of uh, washing clothes. Um, Volos is nearby giving you a hand. Cool. Um, and is Catherine nearby as, you as well? In. Nope. No sign of Catherine. Okay, cool. Car server. Um, Mr. Broussard. Good morning. Good morning, Madame Stokes. Um, to what do I owe the pleasure of your visit? My gratitude for your friendship. I'll take it. I hope you're feeling better. Yes, much. I'm much improved. Thanks to the uh, tender administrations of Catherine and her diligence on my behalf and much better. Wonderful. Would you like some coffee? Perhaps we can some biscuits? Yes, thank you. Like you watch Valosia like jump into hospitality mode and runs to get like and pour the coffee. I'm offering a little cup and little yeah, plate with a little biscuit. Mm-hmm. And uh, some mildly strange looking chairs by the fire. Uh-huh. There's just something about them that's a little weird, like they almost like they grew that way or something. 
Ah, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cloak is going to uh, turn towards Veloja and look at Theo, um, asking for implicit nonverbal permission to greet her. Oh, sure. And he then says, I believe your name is Veloja. You can uh, authentic the, nod. Yeah. Theo's for sure introduced before. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I don't. I didn't remember an encounter, so okay, mm-hmm. cool. Maybe it happened off screen. So. All right. Um. Then, then instead, he'd say, "Um, good, good morning to you too, Veloja, and thank you very much for the tea and biscuits." Big, big emphatic nod. Waits a second, and then like books it back over to the wash. And he says. In the span of just a few days, you have allowed me to travel further down the path than I have in many years. It's been an eventful couple of days for me as well. May I confide something in you? Anything. I've always been able to hear spirits, not consistently or constantly, but through rituals and things that my mother taught me. Um, It wasn't predictable and I couldn't always interact, but I could sometimes hear them. When my eyes were opened, I thought maybe that was what I was supposed to do was to bring peace to those who could find no rest. Um, Well, when I tried it myself, it was a disaster. It really cost me my life. You helped me to do that. I, I was starting to feel like maybe this wasn't all a big mistake or something, that I wasn't really supposed to be using these gifts or it was an accident or something because I couldn't figure out how to do this thing that I thought I was supposed to be doing. Like, there must be a reason why I have these gifts. Um, and and you helped me accomplish that, so thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. Belosia kind of looking back and forth, trying to figure out what the adults are talking about. <laughs> normal, normal kid behavior. <laughs> yep. Cloak then says, I understand myself better now. I understand who I am. Going to where I did. With your help in getting there and reflecting on what I was once told about what my ultimate purpose would be. Seeing myself, seeing a version of myself in a context I never dreamed I'd actually be able to visit. It's all solidified. And the most important thing is, in order to do that, All I had to do was trust in connection. And he says it with like the vigor of the speech. 
And he says, I didn't have to work my will. Again, those are capital W's. I just had to trust in my own abilities. It does seem that we're able to accomplish more together than we are apart. Yes. I wonder if the others have had similar revelations. Well, I think we can discuss it with them tonight at the tavern. Oh, we're, we're meeting, are we? If you're so inclined. I've already spoken to Gisela. Or, no, I'm I've already spoken to Mademoiselle Bawa and Senor Pilat. I'll, uh, I'll be there. Wonderful. Do you need help with the washing before I leave? Oh, no, thank you. It's, uh... Um... I get a lot of joy in service to my family. Um, selfish of me, I suppose, but I like to bear that burden myself. Like Valuja kind of, you know, kind of stands up. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, I'm helping. Yeah. <laughs> Besides, it's excellent uh, mother-daughter time. Makes sense. I know how much you value your connection to her. And how much you appreciate her continued well-being and love for you. I suppose if that's it, then I will see you tonight. Until then. Would you like a biscuit for the road? Yes. Yep. Thank okay. you very much. And just sort of smile at Veloja, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, fast forward to tonight at the tavern. It's okay with me. Cool. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not just, just for flavor, like when Velogia and, and uh, Theo are together, like Velo- uh, Theo just keeps up like a running dialogue. Right. As if there's a conversation happening all the time. Mm. And, you know, so just for flavor. Oh, yeah. No, I appreciate That's that. That's cool. Yeah. I like and, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. once you mentioned that she's just merely nonverbal, it's like, oh yeah, a lot of lot of pantomime, a lot of hand motion, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of very expressive face at this point, I and, imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, like he was very particular about making sure that Veloja's treated like a normal child. Right. Yeah. It's it's Theo and silent Veloja. I mean, I get it, no, but it's, it's a stretch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. too, too, too far reaching. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, am I gonna take am I gonna take some <laughs> No, some paradox for that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris nods. Uh, cool. So we pick up at the uh, the tavern that evening. Uh, like I said, it's not particularly raucous. It's it is a Saturday night though, um, and so it does have uh, a little bit of a different vibe, uh, just because they're the the miners who are showing up are like, I can sleep in tomorrow. Sort of depends on church. Mm-hmm. I can just be half cognizant in church. Yeah. But uh, it never gets rowdy. Um, uh, Madame Robert is, you know, death to rowdiness. This is a fine <laughs> establishment. Um, but, you know, things get loud. Um, you know, have a good time kind of stuff. Um, but uh, Arcelia is there. Theo is there. Um, Isabel. I swear, Isabel and Gisela, the names are just... Just back Same and forth. Syllables. I just I can't wait for you guys to use shadow names. Geesabelle. <laughs> yeah. Geesabelle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Geesabelle, come here. I, I, I'm one of you. <laughs> um, 
You both have an ease and an L mm-hmm. in there. Ease out of that. But, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, Arcelia is there basically working on, you know, being a little more proactive. And, mm. uh, yeah, Theo, you arrive, you know, and do you offer to help? Or are you there as a teacher and more? Okay. Yeah. Nope. And, like, Madame Robert kind of gives you this look and says, we don't need your help tonight, Theo. Um, and it's it's Rude. well, and it's not it's not cold. It's just but you know, and, and kind of points over to um, uh, the side. And let me make sure I have the right character here. Mm, new lady. Yeah. Da 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 da. Arsenia. Um, uh, Edna is there. Um, Edna Gilmore de Bartolome, um, mm. yes, uh, who is uh, the the lovely five foot five Scottish lady who married? Uh, let me double check Juan Carlos, I think. Uh, no, Jorge, the the tailor, um, and so she's here helping, similar to our Celia, who's also helping. So yes, slowly the Bartolome family is getting their fingers in the tavern too uh but yeah edna is there and you know uh like actually probably at one point you know kind of pulls aside after serving some drinks and comes over to to theo and says you know i I, i'm sorry i didn't know were you did you need to work tonight (laughs) no i was really offering oh okay good this is a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) she says two hours into her shift getting out of the house imagine (laughs) Um, and, you know, for Edna, because she's, you know, she's a seamstress. This is, you know, talking with people and is, is not necessarily the normal point of order. It's like she gets an order in and then she's working. She doesn't have a lot of social. And so same kind of thing that Arcelia was dealing with. Uh, but yes, there is totally a meta plot of Anastasio and his family taking over the town or attempting to. Mm. So, yeah. I just figure at some point Gisela's going to be like, if you have a spare nephew, I suppose. My mom wants me to get married. This man is slowly turning into the lopen in my head. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) and Anastasio? Yes! 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 (laughs) Got a cousin for that. Yep. Uh, They're all all nephews and nieces, but yes. Uh, But, uh, so yeah, so uh, Theo, you're able to, you know, basically sit with you know, uh, Gisela and uh, eventually uh, Jean-Paul um, trying to use the appropriate name for the scenario. Um, and uh, it's at this point, especially, you know, with Madame Robert, like knows that, you know, Isabel is friends with if no, nobody else, Gisela and you know, well, Theo is her co-worker. OK, so like some of that little like slack lean against the table, you know, and it's not like sound like a modern restaurant where it's serve them food, serve them drink and then get their butts out of the chairs because it's like you could put the entire town in here and it'd be mm-hmm. a tight fit, but that would be everybody. It's not like you got people waiting at the door or anything like that. Right. So. <laughs> My son is just screaming outside of the door. Sorry. Layla has Sorry. learned that when she throws a fit, she gets peanut butter inside a Kong. <laughs> so she is taken to walking up to me and barking at me so that I'll put peanut butter in the Kong for her. Wow. Yeah. The dog is too smart for her own good. 
<laughs> well, let's say you don't train your pets, you the pets, the train, pets you. train you. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, so we pick up with basically the three of you sitting together with, you know, Isabel able to kind of inter interject here and there. Cool. Thank you both for coming. <laughs> Wonder why I brought you all here. Uh, I'm going to share something with you. And then I'd like to just listen to anything else you'd like to share with me. You know me as Jean-Paul. That is a name I was given at birth. And it's a name that is attached to many things I did in my life. Some of which I'm proud of, many of which I'm not. All of which have allowed me to become the person I am now. The person I hope you will now understand and come to to like. I was given I acquired no easy thing. I earned a title in my initiation into Vodou. And I don't think I've shared that with you. Partially because it's something you use among Vaudouisong. It's not something you use casually. However, my recent experience, which Theo was able to witness from the outside, has helped me learn that I am now not the person I was before. And my name is not Jump Ball. My name is Cloak. And because that- I trust you, I'd like you to call me that. What shall we call you publicly? Well, there will be a change in the leadership among Les Enfants. And so they wouldn't be surprised to hear you say that. Others might. I don't think I'd have a problem discouraging people from using that name if they don't know me well enough. So I will leave it up to you based on the circumstances. There is another name that you should only use in specific situations that I'll share with you once we've all come to an understanding of what's happened to us over the past few days. But for now, that's the truth I wanted to share with you. That when I earned that title, I thought it was to lead others and to be a profession. But I've recognized now that I've acquired the identity I was destined for. And perhaps my travels, signing my name, that was really attesting to the truth and the virtue of that name. So this marks a transition for you. Goddamn. 
That is us. And another link in the chain. Okay, then. Uh, Mr. Flick. I found something. Ooh. Um, I had Isabel help me reach it. It's in a cave outside of town a few hours. Mm. It is a wellspring. It It was three miles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, about an hour's walk to it. Did you say a wellspring? Yes. As well as something else. Look at Isabel. Locus. That cut off. Locus. What is a locus? It appears to be a gathering of spiritual essence. Or watering hole. Where the spirits water, or where the spirits drink water. Something like, like that. Deer at a small pool. Right. Sometimes small pools and watering holes have alligators in them. Strange metaphor, but not wrong. I'm just wary of sources of energy. Predators lurking in them. I didn't notice anything when we were there. Hmm. Um, Reaching it was treacherous. Why? It's an underwater cave. How did you get there? I yes, asked politely. Built. And bargained for it. With the river. I suggest we find a secondary way to get in there. Find or make. I marked where it is. It's not a very deep cave. Mm. So I would like to I would like to do this without being noticed. If at all possible. It is possible. I would like to make a trip out and try to dig down to it so that we could access it without having to not get out of drowning. Theo just kind of glances at Cloak with a twinkle in her eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> had a little uh, practice doing similar things or something. Yes, I there are lines that magic flows along 
there's one in the river. So I followed it. And this was a branch. So I followed that and then found a well. And you could draw from that well? Yes. The water restored mana. What? <laughs> and you can that- drink it. Look, look, and, and he's saying with like lowercase d. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did. Still got it, don't you? Mm-hmm. In the yeah. Canteen. I don't. Is it still holding the mat? I guess it's Tass, right? It's Tass. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll pass it over to you guys and see if you can drink it. It still has three in it. So I'll definitely take a swig. Do I feel anything? Gain one mana. Slightly stagnant river water. I don't know with mana in it. I don't know if it would be slightly stagnant river water, would it? Uh, it's probably it, going to taste like river water. Yeah, it, because okay. I mean, the, 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 it tastes the most like river water. Yeah, the <laughs> resonance of this hollow is, you know, ichthoid um, and dark, and so it's it's, it's a little gonna, fishy. Yeah, it's going to have some fishy and gross, fishy cave water. Yeah, it's it's not a pleasant drink. But Isabel so, makes another lap by. It's like you think you can make it a, a little less obvious that you're drinking moonshine in our tavern. Uh, sort of wink at Isabel and pass uh, the flask to him. My, uh, that is a canteen, mind you, not like a. Sure. It's not flask. Right. I'm um, classy. That's uh, my pattern has been empty for uh, a while now, so that's really good. <laughs> Have you not been doing what I showed you? I uh, had reasons to not do that for a little bit. I had a an encounter one evening. It didn't go well. One of the many things to talk about. Jump mm-hmm. up, we'll take the canteen and take a sip, like a taste. But um, I want to, if there's a way to avoid consuming enough tasks to restore a mana, he would mm-hmm. because he's full on mana. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Just that, that little just taste the magic. Yeah. Okay. Classic D&D, you know, sip a potion. Ah, this is what it does. Cool. Sure. I don't want to waste it. Theo's tapped. Yes, I am also worried about the spirits because I'm honestly still not incredibly comfortable with spirits just Being existing. Somewhere there's but. a Ganem going, the fuck did I do to you? <laughs> but continue. <laughs> just invisible entities hanging out there but it seems useful and I know where to find it so we can work on getting to it perhaps we can in the course of making it accessible to us we can adorn it or make some kind of permanent offerings to the spirits that are present there Not a bad idea. <laughs> Isabel likes this idea. What is if it? we change it too much, we may 
interfere, though. Mm. I will, of course, trust your judgment and follow your lead in that regard. <laughs> um, so I've been doing a little exploring myself, and there's a couple of ghosts in the graveyard that are kind of lingering around. And uh, we managed to free one from their chains to use Cloak's sensibilities. And there's a large gate that opened. I've seen these gates before and they're always closed, but this one opened and let him through. And I'm kind of curious on what's on the other side. They were definitely not pearly gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very gothic, yeah. Um, Which one did you... Help. Um, his name was uh, Elliot Booth. Booth. I probably I wouldn't know that one because I went there with you and I know there was like the one we could talk to you mm-hmm. and then the angry one. You um, you definitely know the name Elliot Booth though. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he wasn't a happy fellow and didn't die a happy way, but uh, no, he didn't. He was his unfulfilled. I don't know, need for vengeance or refusal to accept what happened to him. He kept him trapped here, so they managed to free him from that chain and he went through the gate. And I didn't even know the gates could open. So now I'd, someday I'd like to make a trip through and uh, have a look on what's on the other side. So we need to figure out what opened it? Yeah. Or how to open it? Yes. As a step one. I assume the ghost at the gate can't help. He doesn't seem to know anything about what's on the other side other than occasionally things come out. Things are coming out? Um, he said occasionally, and it's his job to keep them in. More invisible things to worry about. <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate Gisela starting to do the math. I was like, wait, hang on. What's coming out then? Um, there's also, um, I, I mean, Cloak mentioned it, but there's there's explorations that we seem to be able to do within ourselves. Mm-hmm. She says, like, with a question mark, because she doesn't really understand it herself, but. And using those explorations, we can get to other places. Or other people. That sounds. A little scary, but also very interesting. We might want to try exploring that sometime. Hmm. That one for intersection? Nah. (laughs) Sounds a little, uh... I don't know what the phrase she'd have for it would be, but something along the terms of (laughs) (laughs) navel-gazy. Well. Well. If you're on a quest to surmount the obstacles in your life, 
and demonstrate that you are the primal predator, maybe it might be worth trying to hunt down the fears that so plague you that you don't even recognize. Um, not to add more to our list, but I also was doing some study and I had a bit of a vision that um, was an angelic sort of figure, but at the same time it kind of reminded me of that shape in the mind, that figure in the mind. Mm. The being? Yeah. The capital B? Yes. Um, so it seems to me that there's differences between spirits and ghosts and whatever those things are. It just seems to be an interesting category to explore because they're somehow more real, but also less tied to here. I want to get the one in the mine out. Make it go somewhere else. Having it here is bad. Bad for whom? It's... Because I, I know that it's entropy, right? Like, that's what I got. That is, that is a big aspect of it, yeah. It's entropy. It's dangerous to have in a mine. I don't know that it made the ceiling collapse for no reason, but, it but I believe it could right have. There. I uh, have some thoughts about that. When my mother taught me um, how to speak to spirits and before my eyes were open, she talked about how names have power. And when I'm trying to talk to spirits before my eyes were open, if I knew the name of the spirit, it would facilitate that more effectively. And it wasn't until I knew Elliot Booth's name that we were able to actually communicate with him at all. If we could find the name of that creature, maybe we can connect to it somehow. I don't know if that's a thing we can just learn about something. I don't. Because names seem different for them, but I think maybe it would have the same sort of power. I mean, it's not written down anywhere and we can't talk to it. So. There might be someone else we can talk to who does know. I will go ahead and give Ash, like, from your occult stuff, like, you don't necessarily need the name so much as if you can get, like, throw in the big fancy titles, right? Mm -hmm. And stuff like that. Call it out by Mm -hmm. the position it holds, not necessarily its actual name name. Then maybe we could force it to appear or entice it to appear and be able to interact with us. Now, E.T., we we bring forth the Lua by their sobriquet as much as the name they've told us or the name they're known as. Oh, so... So if we had Brock and 
debris from the mine as a sort of kind of recreate the environment that this thing seems to like that might be reinforcing what we're trying to do yes and if you referred to it or based on how I've approached Rodu I would bring those things and I'd adorn an area with them physical representations and then I would appeal to it based on some descriptions I know of it like if I were appealing to Legba I would invite the opener of ways and the guardian of the crossroads well I would suggest that the mine is fairly important to the survival of the town so maybe that might be a first priority on our long list of things we want to try and explore anybody's wanting to run mage at home give them a lot of crap to deal with (laughs) keeps them under control a little bit (laughs) I think that in my travels no no, actually he says it's different he says um, I'll elaborate on this a little bit later as I said but I will mention now I am working on trying to understand the speech better because it is the ideal form of meaning and communication that might be a good idea because Mr. Bethune's got a book full of it what? <laughs> what? there we go <laughs> did you see it? He showed us. Yes, it's instructions. Isabella held it for a minute. A good talk last night. Where did you know what it looks like? Yes, I don't know where he got it. Seen it. It's a different book. Can you tell me what it looks like? Small notebook. Why? Because I'm going to read it. Just as I read his big book. Or rather, no, he says, just as Theo and I read the entirety of his main workbook. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know where he keeps it. It wasn't well, with the big book. But if, uh, if you tell me... To, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we don't have to know where he keeps it. Or... We could get this. Just ask him. We could. We could just keep a connection with him open that we've just established and not steal from him. He showed it to us willingly and is willing to work with us. Hmm. You said Sunday, right, Gisela? Hmm? What? You said Sunday, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever the the day was. Yep. Tomorrow. Wait, so he knows about us? He has ideas. Some of which we... Might have advanced along. and others and others that we pulled away from. He thinks we are a coven. <laughs> he, he, Ooh. He his, uh, Ooh, I like he, that. He put his supposition <laughs> on you being one of us, Theo. Hmm. And said that, th- and I told him that three is a powerful number, but four is better. Um, but and he didn't freak out or anything. No. They're amenable to witchcraft. What? I mean, they're doing alchemy. Oh. He's 
men of science. But I they... mean, and Jules That's how I convinced Jules to hmm? take me up there last night was showing him a rune. All right, and frankly, scaring the hell out of him with it. Well then, I think you're right. Considering that I saved him from suffocating in a mine and you form this connection with him perhaps just asking him will lead to him allowing me to see and read the book whatever his book is it is unconnected to whatever diastrovoidal creature he's hunting do you think it is a creature? I told him last night that it makes no sense as a object in the heavens, but something that runs away from observation, changes speed, and runs to a different habitat where it tries not to be found Hmm. and shows itself only sparsely sounds like something that is alive. Or maybe like those creatures, the creature in the mine. A spirit? Yes, they're alive. Well, sort of. Mm-hmm. They're related. I'm a, a little concerned. My experience with people seeing things and knowing things about what I can do hasn't been great. But if you think we can trust him... I don't think we can trust him. Well, that's my worry, is that... I think we can use him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the mages begin as, to plot. <laughs> as long as we don't have a, the town come up with torches and pitchforks. and You cut out. As long as we don't have the town come up with torches and pitchforks. They're the ones buying ingredients to do witchcraft. Yeah. All we want to do is look at the stars with them. I have their ledgers. <laughs> I'm just a simple serving girl enamored with one of the scientists. She's been here for two years and runs the general store. He's yeah, the hero who dug up, you know. Okay, now we do need to probably cover for Theo, though. Yeah, Theo is not one with a good reputation around. No, she's a witch, brother. She's a witch. <laughs> she showed up and said she was a medium. Yeah. She rolled up into town claiming to be a witch. I still have clients. Anyway. Um. Anyways. I don't dislike the idea of being a coven with you three. We each have our different views and particularities. But perhaps that lets us cover for each other in our areas of weakness. I think it could. And mostly because I don't think the three of you would let me refer to us as a herd. No. A A pack, maybe. (laughs) I could go for pack rather than herd. Hmm. I'd rather not be an animal. You'd have to earn predator status. <laughs> status is um, something you claim. It's not something you earn. Also, since we're in the sharing mood of what we've been up to, and I'll like show the lightning bolt wound on my chest. 
Uh, I had an interesting experience in the storm the other night. Let's see. With the dragon? Yes. Dragon? It's a serpent, but yeah. Serpent. Totally a dragon. Yeah. Spirit of thunder and lightning and the storm. Althoth. Althoth. She, like, whis- she like whispers that. Okay. No, no, I did this to myself by accident. Oh. It looks like it hurt. Correct. You struck was... me as someone who wears scars with pride, but uh, if you need that changed, I can fix that a little bit. I will be fine. That's what I thought. It is an important lesson to learn. There are any experiences all around this week. <laughs> yeah, scars are not a source of shame. And yeah. it seems that, like Cloak, I have also discovered a different way to be. A different person. A different self. You could call it that. What um, do you call it yours? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's now soaked. <laughs> Petricor. Hmm. Which to everybody else is like, ah, yes, gibberish name. <laughs> we definitely know what that means. No, I know what that means. Um, it is the smell of the impending storm. I am the calm before the storm. <laughs> Feeling a little left out. Geezer. <laughs> um one last thing I wanted to add is that um, Cloak and I have been working together for the past couple days and in doing so we have each learned more in these last two days than I think we have in the past year it seems to me that pooling our perspectives would help each of us broaden our horizons at a much faster rate than poking at things alone more to the covering off on each other's strengths and weaknesses, yeah. Perhaps in a less public setting we can discuss what might be a rule set. An agreement. Sure. Look at Gisela. Oaths, perhaps. Oaths have power. Oh, I'm sorry. The oats have power. That they do. And then Cloak looks at Isabel and with a mirthful expression on his face says, You know, oftentimes when you swear an oath to someone, it's not unlike linking yourself to them with a chain. I, uh, I feel a I... transition coming. Isabel walks away with a tray. 21st century, he'd be like... Our puppy dog needs to be out. <laughs> Just chat and watch. 
Have we considered chains? <laughs> uh, I think good things are coming. Or, well, big things are coming. Speaking of transitions, now might be a good time for me to describe where I went. And the new self. Sure. I mean, Chris would like to ask if we can move the scene. Right, I was going to say, like yeah, a, we, a, we a, can probably... We don't need to recap the whole right. last right. three episodes. Yeah. Um, notably... Uh, okay. Oh, no. And, and notably, just because we're at that last half hour, um, what I was going to jump to is... Because obviously you guys are going to do a little bit of recap. Um, one of the things that I wanted to... Uh, and Actually, I'll come back to that in a second. What I do want is to figure out from both Chris as Petricor... Do, do you have the shadow name uh Mer- okay good. couldn't remember I, w- I was looking for your other merit and uh for for ralph for legba figuring out exactly very specifically what those personalities are and what spells you know we not necessarily specific links but what type of magic those people do um because mm-hmm. i want to go over those next session um just that way we can talk it out and have that at the start um but for tonight, as we're kind of rounding out towards the end, um, because I kind of want to put a pin right there anyways, is if tomorrow or actually maybe even later that night, you guys get together and go, mm-hmm. this is what the cabal is mm-hmm. the coven. Excuse me. Um, and so um, what I was going to say is with the little time we have left, do we want to try and actually figure out some of that or do we want to sit on that for a week and let you guys kind of hash that out in discord maybe spend uh, some time bouncing ideas off each other might be good okay cool sure um cool uh so yeah put that uh there and then um because that was the other thing is i want during that, I think, is when we can talk about who Legba and Petricor are within mm-hmm. the coven. And specifically, because mm-hmm. I think, especially after Craig mentioned it, I was like, ah, yes, even if you guys aren't taking the shadow name Merit, but the personalities that you two may take on, Gisela mm-hmm. and Isabel, um, even if like you haven't empowered it to the point of it being a usable Yantra that idea because i've i've had this thought of the coven as like okay who are the members of the coven because gisela is a nice girl who works in in a general store but who is she when doing magic um who's, who's your wizard person right yeah your wizard's so bad. <laughs> yeah. your wizard oc oh god oh we're using our uh, our made up names that i'm spider-man thanks bud um uh, but yeah and so that way we have those for uh next week um but uh because i i i kind of want to start off our next session with basically us going through what the coven is and who the Mm. members are and stuff like that and that's something that in character you guys probably starting here uh and i think actually ralph is the transition of let me tell you about legba um and then we kind of jump cut to you guys sitting around theo's fire or in the cave 
as you guys like, okay, then we're in agreement and we'll, we can kind of go over some of that stuff. That way we don't sit for an hour and a half talking about, mm, I think this better. It's like, wait, <laughs> hang on. Everybody at home doesn't want to watch us do that. Uh, and having a week to actually come up with everything would be a little bit yeah. better. Yep. Um, uh, but also, I have a massive headache. So we may end up cutting it a little bit short here. Uh, I'm trying to find wrap up stuff. Um, but, uh, oh my God. Sorry. Complete brain fart. It's okay. I mean, that seemed like a great, great place. Hmm? Yeah. I, I don't think there's additional things you need. Okay. Yeah. So we, we may pause it, pause it, stop it there. Um, sorry, folks at home. It's a little bit short, but Hey, I mean, now you can go hug your dogs a little bit earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next week we will come back with a Cabal theme. And because I keep seeing you guys in Twitch chat, I'm going to bring this up for YouTube folks as well. If you have merch ideas, please let us know in Discord. Come on by, give us ideas. Um, because, uh, what was it? Uh, amenable. I'm able to find it because I want that. <laughs> amenable to witchcraft. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's, that's a good a, one. A good one. Uh, yeah, so yeah. If you have a lot of uh, good ideas, little one-liners like that. Bring them, bring them on. Also, emojis, because Twitch needs more emojis. I think I have like two more slots. Uh, right now, we have an awesome mage skull that a Gideon is, skull. That is sunglasses. Gideon skull, and also, if you haven't read Gideon the Ninth, get on it. Space wizards, space lesbians, space necromancer lesbians. I feel like I did that wrong. There's maybe a better way to say yeah. necromancer lesbians from outer space. Yeah, that's yeah, lesbian good. necromancers <laughs> from outer space. Uh, yep, yeah. it's very good. Uh, but Gideon's just a sword lesbian, though. She's the best. Hey, hey, let, let, let me put it this way: it's the only book I've ever read where I shipped characters <laughs> and screamed at the audiobook. All right, I literally in the car on the way to work yelled, and then you kiss. And then you kiss. <laughs> yes. Oh Lord! It's on that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note, come by Discord, uh, yeet into dot space, um, and uh, join us there. Hang out, uh, talk about your characters that you ship over in odds and ends. Just anything that's weird, and just go there. Uh, talk about birds. Um, come bug Ralph. Oh, I see what you did there. Um, and uh, we'll probably open up the, the learning channel and just like bring your bug questions and Ralph can let loose, especially if Ralph might be stuck in a vehicle just trundling along for the next like week. Um, a few more days of driving. It's been about two weeks Jesus. on site doing lots of fun things. Then there'll Catching be another four days of driving. Indeed. So yeah, three days. Copious, copious. Three days to to bug Ralph with questions. Um, you can bug me as long as you want, anytime you want, anytime of day, anytime of night. <laughs> Ralph is always known to bug. That's uh, yeah, right. I'm realizing now that might exactly. be another shirt. Bug Ralph. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. sounds good to me. My nickname that my dad gave me has is Junebug. So, oh, that's and that was before I became an entomologist. So. That's uh, that's that's mine. That's Ralph's origin story. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, if you want to support us monetarily, that's patreoncom occultistanonymous or staylucky.club. Um, and 
you can hang out there. Uh, there's we, we joked about adding merch, but um, or getting merch, making merch, but you can get merch, including mugs and masks, uh, which, by the way, hey, guys, masks are still useful even into the future. Um, and uh, now that I'm thinking about it and into the West shirt should be coming soon uh, because we have a badass logo and I just need to use it. Um, but yes. Oh, yes. Brain spiders. Wonderful, wonderful little friends. Um, and yeah, that's true. As Cambo says, if you want, you can make Drew read funny names. Yes. If you support us on Patreon, that is definitely a perk that you can do. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this is it. Yep. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye. See you soon. Bye bye.